0: Mike,
1: this show's gonna be awesome. You think so?
0: Of course, it's Christmas time. Yeah. Everything's awesome now, right?
1: Well, that's the Lego movie. We should probably talk Christmas movies if we're doing a Christmas episode. I hate that Lego movie. Yeah, it's garbage.
0: And it has nothing to do with this show. Right. We've got Dr.
1: Lauren Beetlesbacher. She's awesome.
0: Scuttlebuds, you're gonna learn and you're gonna be entertained. Hey, Mike, are you hanging? I am, are you? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Let's Let's do do this! this. We're We're hanging. hanging!
0: We are sponsored by Park Street Books, New England's largest children's books and toy store. Hey, uh, do you want to go
1: plug yourself? Uh, Mike Page Studios, I am currently booked up for the holidays. However, I am currently taking commissions for April and early May of next spring. So if you want your ornament or sign or earrings or whatever else you're looking for, get those orders in now and I can get to them by early spring.
0: Mike, how do people see your work and get in touch with you?
1: You can reach out to me through Facebook. I'm just Mike Page on Facebook. I do still have an Instagram account at Mike Page Studios. You can find me there too. My last name, Page, has an I in the middle, P-A-I-G-E.
0: Small Town Scuttlebots.
1: Hey everybody, it's Mike here. Here's why I wanted to start the show this week. I was pulling up the driveway today and I said, my God, if that is not the most beautiful house on this street, just like it was last year. Rick Fink Jr., you've outdone yourself once again. The house looks great. And I say this because... You've got a lot of lights on the house, but it's still timeless and classic and classy, and you did a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much. It makes me happy pulling into the driveway when your house is lit up
0: I like want that. everyone to drive by and say, I'm in a good mood. I feel festive. It's Christmas time. Look at that house right there. Note to yourself, I should go buy that Christmas tree. I should go watch It's a Wonderful Life Tonight with my spouse or mm, partner. Or, movie. Yeah, let's just talk about that movie. I watched it this past weekend with my wife, and I got to tell you, it's one of the two movies that makes me cry. a And when I say cry, I don't mean like, you know, sobbing like a little kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. a little tear. And then Leslie said, that's a great movie. And I said, Gets me every time, and I choked up saying it, which made me feel like a total.
1: Yep, no, I know exactly. Don't try to,
0: don't try to talk when you're trying to hold back. Yeah, it doesn't. A little emotional because it, you just sound like an, you sound like you got marbles in your mouth. You know, it gets me every time. It's like, it's just so good. First of all, that movie could not have been better cast. Jimmy Stewart or James Stewart. We see James Stewart.
1: I believe he's cast as James Stewart in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know him as Jimmy. Right. Right. Me too. So, Jimbo, there
0: is—that is the best performance in cinematic history.
1: Fact, not opinion. Yeah, it's definitely up there. But before we continue with "It's a Wonderful Life," because I do think we should talk more about this. What is the other movie that makes you cry? Rain Man. Ah, uh, I wasn't expecting that.
0: No. What were you thinking?
1: I don't know. I like. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine crying at Rain Man, but I also know that you love that movie. I was hoping it was going to be something really ridiculous. You,
0: you were hoping I was going to say Ernest goes to camp or something like yeah, that.
1: Or yeah, or like Dirty Dancing mm. or, or um, Pretty Woman. Yeah, or something that I really could have made fun of you for. But getting back to It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Because that is my all-time favorite movie. Is it really? It is. It's It's, not
0: your favorite seasonal holiday movie, genre-wise? It's overall. Overall,
1: it is my favorite movie. If you set up a 64-movie bracket... It's a Wonderful Life is going to win. It's going to win, huh? It's going to win. It's one of those movies that, if you ask me in July what my favorite movie is, Mm -hmm. I might not say that as the answer. Like, I might give you one of the other two movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. The Castaway is one that... People think I'm a lunatic for loving that movie, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, And then Drive is the other one. And the funny thing about both of those movies, very little dialogue. But, yeah, no, It's a Wonderful Life is one of the most perfect movies that's ever been made. You know what? That is a great adjective, perfect.
0: Yeah, it's just so good. I I was watching, and you know what? It's the movie that I can watch every Christmas and not say, oh, we just watched this last year.
1: There are two parts that I laugh at. Mm -hmm. The beginning... When the God is talking as the universe, yes, and it's just like to Clarence, a light bulb. yeah, yeah, and it's like that's a little like it's a little hokey. Mm-hmm. And then the other part that makes me laugh out loud every time <laughs> when he's trying to find Mary, and Clarence says he's like, "Where's, where's Mary? Where is she? Where's Mary?" And Clarence goes, "I could tell you, but you won't like it." And he goes, "Where is she?" Oh yes, and Clarence goes, "She's about to go close up the library." And for inexplicably, Mary, who, by the way, Donna Reed at this point, Mm -hmm. is an absolute knockout. She's beautiful. Yep. For some reason, without George Bailey in the world, she's uh, very matronly. She wears glasses. Her hair is on a. Well, they call her an old maid. Yes. And she has to work for herself. Right. Oh, this is horrible. I don't under... But it's the glasses. Why does she look different? Mm -hmm. George Bailey doesn't exist. Now she needs glasses. That's my... That's why it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but God, it comes close.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of like what they did with Adrian in uh, Rocky, mm. right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a beautiful woman, you see it, but they just put a scarf over her head, make right. her look a little mousy. She's closing up her pet store.
1: Fun trivia fact: They had hired a sharpshooter to take out the window in the scene with uh, where where he says he's gonna last the moon for. Her. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take out the window in the in the old, uh, what is it, the Wainwright house? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it's, it's Sam Wainwright. What's the old, I forget the name of the uh, house. Hee-haw. Yeah. I hate that
0: character. Yeah. No, that's the one flaw. Yeah. It's not a perfect movie. It's it's Because crazy. of the hee-haw. But everybody knows that guy. Yeah, but you know what? Once or twice was fine, right, but right. every single yep. line he right. gives has to start
1: or end with <laughs> do we secretly hate this movie anyway, so so they had hired a sharpshooter to take out the window uh-huh. and then in one take she took out the exact window she aimed for why because a donna reed is a badass mm-hmm. and b she had played baseball growing up so she had a good arm but they didn't know that they assumed frank capra was like She's a woman. She's not going to be able to do this. And mm-hmm. One take, she took out the window. Wow. I'm Donna- bad for an old maid. Yeah. Donna Reed doesn't get enough credit for that.
0: Interesting. Uh, I did pick up a couple things on this movie, two things. The first one, I never noticed this, but a, a great Christmas movie, obviously, is Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. It's the best film in the Vacation franchise, I Agreed. would say. yep. Um, the whole Noel Post thing.
1: Newell, Newell. Newell Post. Yep.
0: Yeah. I just realized, I made the connection. That is homage yes. to yep. this movie. Yep. It's a wonderful life. I just never put connected the dots there until yeah. I'm like, okay, he's still having trouble. Like, I know another guy that took a chainsaw to it and solved the problem. <laughs> like, this was very cool. Yeah. The other one is, and this is a trivia question, because I know you know everything about this movie and you love it and all that. But um, here's a trivia question, Mike. Okay. Cinema... Trivia of the 1940s is the category. Who opened up the
1: gym floor at the dance? Okay, Pff, you don't know. If, well, if you want his, you want, if y- you want his name, I can't give you his actual name, but it's the kid that played Alfalfa. Yes, as an older, yes, oh. a slightly older person. I'm not surprised. Uh, yes, it is but he, him.
0: Uh, his name is Carl Switzer. Switzer. Yes, 45 years old. Yeah, finally, I realized this. I've seen the movie a billion times. Better late
1: than never. Right. You want some more fun trivia things? Yeah. Um, so the kissing scene when, when she's on the phone, when Sam Wainwright calls to get them in on the ground floor on plastics. Yes. Um, Jimmy Stewart was very nervous about that scene because he hadn't done a kissing scene since before World War II. Well, now he's back from World War II. He hasn't done any kissing scenes in a long time, and he's like, "Oh, geez, I don't know if I can do this anymore. It's been a, it's been a whole, it's been a few minutes, and I, I, I just don't know." And this, this Donna Reed, she's a real firecracker. Yeah. And uh, Frank Capra was like, Jimmy, you just got to do it. And he was like, well, I don't know, Frank. I'm a little bit worried. that I I don't know if I've still got it in the tank. You know, I'm. Uh. It wasn't a passionate kiss. It was just kind of like. No.
0: Well, maybe Here's back the far- thing.
1: Here's the thing. That's yeah. what you watch it. And it looks almost laughable. Like he starts grabbing her face. And he's. Yes. Like, oh, Mary. Mary. <laughs> right. But it was so passionate. Mm-hmm. Frank Capra had to cut out the rest of the scene. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Oh, I ju- I don't know what happened. I just really got into it. Yeah. I got a, I let myself go and we I, I got a little That's Donna Reed. I got I got a little crazy. Yeah. I, uh, Donna Reed, I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm just I'm only human. I'm just Jimmy Stewart here. I'm not really George Bailey. I'm Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah, My sir. god. What else was I gonna do? I got I got a little carried away. They so Frank Capra had to cut the scene short because it was so passionate it would not have passed the censors. That's a great movie. You get a little
0: bit something more out of it every year. I mentioned uh, Christmas Vacation a moment ago. That's a movie that I don't want to see every Christmas because really. Yeah, because I don't want to I don't want to burn it out, you know oh, what I mean? Oh no.
1: Christmas Vacation and it's a wonderful life. Every year I have to watch both.
0: No, I go every, I'm very meticulous. I'll go every other year. Once I went every, I went two years without watching Christmas vacation because I wanted to come back and make it exciting again. My dog is barking. That means that I think our guest is right on time. This week's guest, Mike, I'm excited. It's Dr. Lauren beatles from Babson College. Mm -hmm. And she is the head of the marketing division there. And she's going to talk to us about... Department. The head of the marketing department. What did I say? Division. I think it said division. I think you're correcting me. Oh. Honest. Right. Let me see. What does it say here? Why don't you just sing that snow song oh. to me Wally? It won't be long before we'll all be there
1: with snow. I want to wash my hands and hair and face with snow. That is, that is the most garbage song from any Christmas movie.
0: It's the best part of... White Christmas with Bing Crosby and Danny fucking K. I I
1: love that part. But only Hollywood types would say, I want to wash my hands, my ha- face, and hair with snow. Nobody would ever, nobody that's ever experienced snow wants to do that. I think they're talking about cocaine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, know, Hollywood types. Hollywood, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, this song is terrible.
0: Okay, we're jumping around. We could talk about Christmas movies all the time, but yeah. Lauren is going to... Um, oh, right, sorry. We, we were... should get back to Lauren. Mm. I'm going to introduce our next guest, or unless you wanted to. Ooh, let's do it together.
2: Ooh, That makes me a little nervous.
0: Hold on, guest. We haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> our next guest is Dr. Lauren Beatlespacher from Babson uh, College.
2: I thought we were
1: doing it together. Yeah, now you say something. Oh, um, she is an awesome Medfield resident that I have gotten to know uh, as a result of her two children going to the after school program.
0: Yep, but that's not why we brought her on the show. She has credentials in marketing. And it's very timely because it's Christmas. (laughs) We were just talking about Christmas movies. Right. And now you got to go buy Christmas presents for your friends and your family, your loved ones, maybe a coworker for Yankee Swap or whatever. But, like, there's a lot of marketing deception out there, and we want the buyers to beware. And that's why we've got... Can we just call you Lauren?
2: Yeah. I mean, I know you're a doctor and that's awesome.
1: Actually, I got this
0: thing on my back, if you could take
1: a look at it.
2: (laughs) I'm not that kind of doctor.
1: Well, I want to open up the conversation because Lauren told me something the other day that Mm -hmm. really stood out. Lauren, you had never listened to the show prior to a week or so ago, (laughs) but then you did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction to listening to the show?
2: It was better than I thought it would be.
1: So my first question, Lauren,
0: is what did you think the show was? Before you listen to us, and then what do you think of us now?
2: Okay. So the thing that really impressed me actually was the sound quality because we have heard a lot of podcasts um, over the past year and a half, Mm -hmm. and um, it always seems like people talk over each other, Mm -hmm. and you don't do that, and it it sounds good, and it was funny. Um, it was funny. I I didn't know what to expect. Um, I kind of thought maybe you would like crack on individual people um, instead of like more like themes. Yes, themes. Ideas. Yeah. Um, And um, I was. I, I. It was funny. I think it's funny.
0: Did you know that we were ranking? We were at. Rank, we were ranked 196 for comedy podcasts on Apple iTunes for one month, and then really, oof, yeah. We're flashing a it was fun pan. Fun while it lasts. Yeah. yeah, we were like, "Sweet, this is a credit," and now we have to be like
1: Formerly. former, former, former top two hundred podcast. Yeah,
0: you're here because there's a lot of deception out there on what's local or what's mm-hmm. not local. I don't want to put words into your mouth, but that's sort of what we were talking about. Yeah, trapping for the show.
2: So my specialty is actually retail, mm-hmm. right? Which is kind of a subset of marketing. There's, you know, if you go back to the basics of marketing, it's like the four Ps, right? price product place and promotion mm-hmm. my specialty is place okay um getting the product to the customer when and where he or she wants it and the right quantities at the right time so my specialty is retail and there's a lot of deception and retail um, i think probably the one that i have the biggest kind of bone to pick with is amazon there's just so much deception there they really tricked us um and i study this i spend you know 90 percent of my professional time thinking about retailing Mm -hmm. and I still buy from Amazon and every time I do I feel really awful um yeah and I but it's like you you were almost conditioned so what Amazon did when they first started like way back in the 90s was sell they sold books right and they sold books at really low margins um and so they conditioned us over time to think that they were the lowest price because for so long they were Mm -hmm. Now they're not, Um, but we think they are. Um, So uh, when really the fact of the matter is that the, you know, manufacturers set suggested retail prices. So for a lot of products, the price is the same no matter what retailer you go to and any store in the world, right? Because the manufacturer has told them this is what you have to sell it at. Mm -hmm. But we've convinced ourselves that um, Amazon is the cheapest. Also, people will go buy stuff at other stores. Like you can buy Costco branded Kirkland merchandise on Amazon which shouldn't be allowed because that's a that's a private label that's exclusive to Costco, but somebody will go buy Kirkland branded merchandise and then resell it through Amazon. So of course that's going to be significantly more expensive than if you were going to buy it at Costco because that person's trying to make a margin, you know, a margin a on it. Yeah. yeah. So they're in, uh, in essence being their own retailer, mm-hmm. but we've just convinced ourselves that it's cheaper. So I have done a lot of work trying to figure out, you know, how we can break that cycle because it is not good for small business at all. It is not good for um, setting a competitive environment and, and allowing um, small businesses access to resources and you know reducing barriers, but it's also really bad for the environment. Um, and it's just, it's, it's taking over everything. So So my personal kind of vendetta mm-hmm. is against Amazon. I think that they're the biggest frauds and the biggest ones kind of tricking us as consumers.
0: So two things. Despite all that, you still support them and rely on them to some degree.
2: Very small, but also I shop at Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon, so that also kind of... Oh, that kind okay. Yeah. But
1: also, you say she supports them. Begrudgingly purchases from, it mm-hmm. sounds like, mm-hmm. more than supports, but... Yeah. But yes, In you're so saying doing. she is supporting the business. I yep. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yep.
2: yeah, 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 I do, and I feel like crap
1: mm-hmm. every
2: time I do it. It's like... It's like, it's like, you know, you shouldn't do this. Right? I'm the like same a,
1: way. I yeah. hate, Yeah. I hate buying anything from Amazon.
2: Yeah. Well, you're a small business yourself, you know, you're an artisan, a craftsman, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you want people to recognize your work and not buy something off of Amazon, uh, you know, that they might seem as comparable that, you know, is not nearly as comparable.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you explain a little bit more about the effect on the environment? That just seemed like a left turn there and all the things like a, Environment. Oh how, how does how does oh the environment God. get impacted? I just clicked send, and here's my money.
2: How much time do we have? For <laughs> this can, you, can
0: you can you um? i like three things. Okay, or? I'll see
2: what I can do here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not you know uh, academics are not really uh, known for being um, succinct, but I'll we've do my read best. the
0: titles of yeah. your papers. Yeah, by the I know. Way. Not not
2: <laughs> know. not tight so, on the
0: word economy, yeah. but I get it. Okay, <laughs> I'll
2: do my best. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so first of all you know, the amount of shipping, right, the trucks that go, the packaging, um, you know, everybody that ever shops at Amazon has purchased something that's, you know, a lipstick has come in a huge box, right? Sure. So that is a waste of space. That's a waste of packaging. That's a waste of space on the truck. There's so many sustainability impacts there. Mm-hmm. The other thing um, that's perhaps more damaging that we don't think about, Is um, So Amazon gets all of our data. That's that's really where they make their money. Right. So they see all of the things that we buy and um, and then they'll make it themselves. Right. So especially if you think about like fashion, for example, Amazon will see all of the things that we buy and then they'll make their own fashion. Like we see Amazon making a huge push for fashion.
0: Like they're making clothing. They're making clothing. Yes, yes. They're
2: private label clothing. They have hundreds of private label brands.
0: Okay, so it's so you don't know that it doesn't say Amazon. No, it doesn't say
2: Amazon. It is, but it is an Amazon owned brand, and it will look exactly like a national brand that you've purchased previously. Mm -hmm. All of that is made in developing countries in manufacturing facilities that have major human rights violations, probably supporting child labor, not in a positive way for the community. Um, and in, you know, developing nations that don't have the same environmental, um, you know, a kind of a regulation that we have. So sure. there's so many sustainability and like environmental sustainability, human rights, sustainability, social economic uh, issues there, and people buy it. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, when we buy something, like if I were to compliment you on anything that you guys were wearing right now, you would either <laughs> Which tell she's me. Not. I know. Not. It's like, I know. if I would, worth I'm looking at you
1: and I, I won't. It's worth noting that she said, if I, know. I, if I was to.
2: <laughs> and I was really looking hard. I'm even
1: wearing a New Orleans shirt today. <laughs> it's,
2: I wore I a New Orleans it's, shirt.
1: It's fuchsia. Un- you're wearing,
0: no, you're wearing a shirt that's fuchsia in a, it, <laughs> and a cardigan. Of course, she's not going to compliment I, you.
2: Okay. I
1: unintentionally wore a New no, Orleans shirt. No, it was shirt. like a subliminal. Yeah, it was like I knew I was going to be seen. Lauren and I should wear a New Orleans shirt. So, you look like a clown. So Thank let me you. say,
2: Mike, I really like your shirt. Thanks. You're either going to tell me an interesting story about where you got it from—in this case, New Orleans—Preservation or, Hall—or you're going to tell me, which I know is one of your favorite places, which is why we have this connection—or mm-hmm. you're going to tell me you got it on sale. Mm-hmm. Right? We all want something to justify our purchase. But yep. since
1: I'm a guy, I told her the story behind it, and not—that is a—that is a very lady thing.
2: If no, everybody tells a story. Yeah, no, no actually, But if you compliment a, a woman
1: on her clothing or mm-hmm. her shoes, mm-hmm. you're going to get... Thanks. I'm sorry, but It you was don't, $20. You don't have a PhD at the end of your name. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And she's right. It's so true. Like yeah.
0: Continue that thought before my co-host here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean... T- I was I hanging mean, on. I'm like, where's this going? I didn't mean to mansplain. Yes, man's everyone playing. needs to justify... They want to
2: justify the purchase, right? So that's what Amazon does. There's nothing like... Nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, great. I got this shit on Amazon. Right. But... Oh, it was only $10 on Amazon. Right. So like, I don't want you to think that I'm like this crazy consumerist. I Mm -hmm. only spend money when it doesn't cost very much or when there's this very compelling story. I was in this great place that was so special or it was locally made. So we either have this very compelling, interesting story or it's cheap. Mm -hmm. And that's what Amazon does for us. It allows us to buy cheap stuff that we don't feel bad about throwing away. And that's the other thing. Don't like, don't even get me started on disposing of all this stuff. All of this oh, stuff that worst. we don't need. Oh, the disposal is a whole other. Okay, issue.
0: now, for the listener, total disclosure: if you're listening to the show and go, "Whoa, these guys just like up the intellectual conversation <laughs> that I'm used to." I mean, is this small town? Well, yes, it is, and we do have someone <laughs> with is highly academic and smart. But that's she got on the show not because like. We deserve to have her, but she's great friends with my wife, yes, and, yes. and she's so, one of my favorites, yeah. And one also, of my Rick and I still. are
1: also struggling to keep up. This is way over our heads. I, I'm on actually. my fourth page of notes, <laughs> I get my I
0: cramp man, my hand. but um, now I want you to talk to my wife about this because okay. this is awful. And if you care about the environment in Amazon, mm-hmm. right, she buys on Amazon mm-hmm. and she now, she knows her size. Her size has not changed forever. But there's vanity sizing mm-hmm, and women mm-hmm. sizing is different. In fact, I have a shirt behind a Small Town Scuttlebutt T-shirt. I don't know what size you are or you know, whatever. You you put
2: it there and I was thinking, I was like, I really wanted, I'm really curious as to what size. Take a look took at it. Yeah, so grab you
0: know, it. We made that ourselves, by okay. the way. Mike right, made a linoleum block that's a Small Town Scuttlebutt and we printed them in my garage. Hmm. And if that's not your size, we can get you another one.
2: See, I, Okay. I normally would be quite offended that this you thing, would? that you gave me a large. However, I didn't. Do I it. think it runs small, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'll I, try it on and I'll let you know.
0: I asked yeah. my wife. I'm like, "What size T-shirt do you think <laughs> <laughs> Lauren is?" Because I'm not going to ask her. No. And and, Rick, and she says, "Go larger because those things run small." They I'm do like, run "Okay, small. Yeah, so that's yeah. from her." If you got a
2: yeah. problem with the
1: size, I gave no, you no, it's no. her. They
2: do run small. Yeah. All right. So
1: this is what my wife does. <laughs> Rick also had the Family Feud theme song playing in the background, <laughs> yeah. and he said, "Okay." Name same Lauren size. Yep. Go.
0: No, the uh, so she buys on Amazon, and she knows her size, but of all these little variables, she buys three versions of the same thing, right? Like, let's say she'll buy the small, the medium, and the large, right? Mm-hmm. She'll try them all on. She'll find which one she likes, and then she returns the other two. So it's a double whammy, right? right. She doubled... The carbon footprint, if you will. There's a truck again, like you said, and there's more packaging, like you said, that that's going back that didn't necessarily have to, if you just kind of stuck to your yeah proportions and and knew what you were getting.
2: Yeah, you know, there are some businesses that actually build this into their model, so supply chains are only meant to go one direction, right? They're meant to go from raw materials down to the consumer. When we mm-hmm. return stuff, that's us forcing the supply chain to go in another direction that it wasn't originally intended. So you're, you're kind of rebuilding the infrastructure. The problem too is not only is that bad for the environment, but those products probably won't get resold because they've been out of the rotation. So when stuff is you know out, people are trying it on or whatever, You run the risk of obsolescence, like you run the risk of that item not being, you know, wanted or current anymore. But there's also when people buy stuff, we make a purchase based on our perceived risk. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we really want to minimize that risk. Yeah. And returns are a way to do that. So you can't compete without returns. I mean, I like I'll give an Amazon story. This is funny. I have a funny Amazon okay. story. Okay. So I- We've been waiting for you yes, to be funny know, for like sorry. 12 minutes. I know. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I sleepwalk. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, this is- so, a, the, a somnambulist. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I sleepwalk. And one day, I um, didn't know this, but I spent $1,000 on Amazon <sighs> in my sleep.
0: Leslie told me this. Yes.
2: And so I all of a sudden- On what,
0: by the way? What all, did you buy?
2: Um, so I bought, we were looking, this is like a couple years ago now we were looking for like handheld gaming things for my godson. And uh, I guess I bought all the ones that we'd searched. Wow. And so I wasn't really paying attention cause it was like the holidays. So all these boxes were coming in I didn't want to open them in front of the kids or whatever. So I just put all this stuff in the basement and then I look at my credit card and I was like, Oh my gosh. So I opened the boxes and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I call and then I look at the order and it was done at like two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so I called Amazon and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I think I bought this stuff in my sleep. I, you know, I don't expect you to believe me. And she's like, oh, girl. She's like, people prime and do weird stuff all the time. And so, you know, me, like, I study this. So I'm like, tell me more. Mm. I'm on the phone with the customer service lady. She was giving me all these crazy stories. People drunk in prime. People high in prime. People um, drive and prime. Then she t- started telling me this story about how people were, like, intimate and priming. And I was like, wow. That whoa, is whoa. really out. Back know, it up. Right? Okay, now right. talk- At the
1: same time? Yes.
2: Yes, that's what she was telling me and I was like how do you how do you know because the customers because somebody was like called customer service yeah they (laughs) call it that's right baby I'm
1: gonna buy these heels okay keep yep Mm -hmm. oh yeah wow that's a nice that's what Deion Sanders does he calls it prime time
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah so she was telling me and then but she they took it all back like all thousand dollars that I'd spent in my sleep Um, So really, I mean, they're prepared to do it because they have the the buying power to do that, to like accept that and to make the vendors that they work with take the obsolete merchandise Mm -hmm. It's really bad for the environment It's really bad for small business, like small businesses don't have the infrastructure to accept those returns. It's well, not a great idea. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit about small business. In particular, there's a, a shop here that you've worked with, oh, Park Street Books. My
2: favorite.
0: My favorite. Our favorite, too, because they give us
1: money to say that they're our favorite. They're, <laughs> are, they're a very valued sponsor. They're genuinely Bef- my favorite. Go ahead, Mike. Before they were a sponsor, I had shopped there a handful of times. Like, I knew it was a great store in town. I didn't realize how great Since I've, like, actually gotten to know Jim James, he, I've said it before, he really is Medfield's George Bailey. He is Mm -hmm. the greatest human being I think I've ever met.
0: No, he's an angel among us. He's
2: He's a wonderful human. He's amazing.
0: Now, let me tell you something. I was talking to him the other day, Mm -hmm. and this is, there's a lot of echoing of what you're saying, so maybe you can speak to it, but... He's saying that what people don't understand is Amazon is now getting into the publishing business. You Mm -hmm. were saying that they're making garments clothes. So they started out selling books, what, maybe in the 90s Mm -hmm. is when they came out. Mm -hmm. And then they started taking on more things. And now that's just a superstore of whatever you want. You'll find it there. But they're going back to the selling the books. And once Jim is afraid that once that they can lowball on the publishing, everyone else, like your book, anything you read is going to where this is a bad place i don't want amazon is going to run our lives this is, this everything hits.
2: we should be afraid cuz they have like just i mean they're a data company now mm-hmm. so they have all of our data they know everything that we buy um you know we're buying in our sleep we're buying in our most you know you vulnerable <laughs> moments right we, so i don't know about we yeah but <laughs> so they have all this data and all this information so they can duplicate what we like right they know mm-hmm. what we like they know you know this this book sells so i'm going to duplicate something similar I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really terrifying. You know what I think, too, is, like, I saw saw this um, with my own eyes. Um, Somebody went into Park Street Books, and they were asking Jim for a donation for, like, a teacher or something. And then their child wanted something, and they literally said in front of Jim. We can just go home and get that on Amazon. And I'm like, you're an asshole. Like, wow. Did you that,
0: speak up and say something? I did. I did. You did? So
2: I did. <laughs> not, not in front of Jim. Um, but, but to I, that, person, to that, that person, I was like, you know what? It's not actually cheaper on Amazon. And I and I said, if we want these businesses to continue to support our community, our community has to continue to support these businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, there is nothing worse for a community's uh, like economic vibrancy than a depressed storefront. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we going to be sad if there are empty storefronts? And if the answer is yes, then we have to prevent empty storefronts. And if we don't like what a retailer is selling, then we need to encourage them to sell different things. But like if you know, we can't blame the big bad Amazon. We also have to look internally at ourselves and our own behaviors and actions. And the fact of the matter is too, that like it's not cheaper, right? It's not that much less expensive. And it's actually probably if you take all the other costs associated, shipping. Your time or whatever, you can drive down the street and get it, and mm-hmm. and 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 you have it.
1: But also same day service. Last week I was looking for um, a specific item at Park Street Books. I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? I asked Jim and his wife Teresa. I believe yes, her name's Teresa. I asked Jim and Teresa. I said, "I'm trying to find this. I don't see it anywhere." Teresa said, "I know exactly where it is. I'll be right back." Same day service. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I would say within two minutes Mm -hmm. she had gone upstairs located the item brought it back down I, I say two minutes I think it was probably less than one minute that it was in my hand in store and I left the store with the item. That's good. Can you believe the convenience of Park Street Books? (laughs) Medfield, I can't tell you how lucky we are to have this place.
2: I ordered all my daughter's books for Christmas. Um, I sent him an email on Tuesday. They were in the store. I picked him up on Friday. Um, Everything in brand new condition. That's the other thing too. With Amazon, you don't know where it's coming from. Right? Like it's not, you're not always necessarily buying from Amazon. You could be buying from some Bubba out of his garage that's like it's been sitting there like right next to like the rat poison and the kitty litter. Like,
0: yeah, you don't know.
2: Like, right. so I like this is a, you know, this Amazon is completely hijacked regular retail. So, you know, this way, like I know I'm getting a brand new book for my daughters, you yep. know, for Christmas.
0: Sometimes if I get a book that I read and it, it does something for me, like right mm-hmm. now I'm reading Ego is the Enemy. Do you
1: know that book? No. Oh, you've you've still, got to, you're still reading. Yeah, it's like 200 when, pages. When dude, Rick says right now I'm reading, what he means is. I'm still reading. Yeah. I think I started talking
0: about this four episodes ago. Anyway, it's a great book and uh, NFL football coaches prescribe it to their teams, professors and call like everyone's all leaders read it. And it's like it, you would do so you you get in your own way with Mm -hmm. your ego. And this book is about letting that go and the, Path will open up in front of you, and and when I hit a book like this, I'll buy, like, six or seven of them and give them to my friends, and, like, not that I think you have a big ego in this case, but this book will help anybody, like, read it, like, let's talk about it, and then if I do that on Amazon, I'll get, like, two of them in a box on Tuesday, and then one of them will come two days later, and, you know, then you can buy, like, used at this price, and I never did... I have this envision that there's a big Amazon warehouse with everything in it Mm -mm. and the trucks Mm -hmm. just come and go. There are.
2: I mean, there's one in Fall River. Um, But no, it's also you could just be ordering from some third party provider. Sometimes it's another small retailer Mm -hmm. that's really dependent on Amazon for that sale. Um, And in that instance, that's also another like precarious situation. But sometimes like you, the three of us could go set up a shop on Amazon. Mm -hmm. easily and sell, you know, whatever's in this room. Yeah, scuttlebutt t-shirts. How much would you buy a t-shirt? Please don't do that, though. Please don't No. Amazon. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, I don't (laughs) want to set up a store on Amazon. Yeah, no,
2: please don't. But Um,
1: how would we do it on our own without Amazon?
2: Um, We need revenue streams. streams. Hypothetically,
1: how would we do that?
2: How would you do it? Um, Well, so, okay, uh, there's a podcast I really like, um, and I'm totally going to out myself here, but I love crime junkies, right? It's like two women... And they have they s- like talk about um, you know cases that have been solved or not solved or whatever, and they have like a merch store, um, and it's open. It's only open during certain times. It's not uh, open year round. So mm-hmm. like that, like they really hype up like when it's yeah. going to be open and oh, when you can get it. Um, I think that there is like a human component of exclusivity and, like, timeliness, like, worrying that you're going to miss out on something. Like, the FOMO is real. So you um, so you,
0: you, you, pump up the demand. You
2: pump up the demand. I would, like, like, there's, you know, you only can make so many ornaments, right? So I feel, like, anxious. Like, I got to get an ornament. I was just going to say, yeah.
1: I, this makes sense because at the Holiday Stroll, a number of people every year are, like, they say they looked for me specifically, and they're like, we had to find you because we know that if we can't, like... It's already too late to ask mm-hmm. you now. We needed to find something so that we could get one for this year, yeah. which is mm-hmm. a thank you. If you're somebody listening and you do that, thank you so much. I can't say how excited I am when it's somebody that's a repeat person coming back and they're like, we had to find you again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is that like this is my chance to do it kind of thing mm-hmm. that I feel like half of my sales are like, oh, this is this is the time that I can do it. I need to I need to catch it. It's
0: also perfectly timed. I mean, it's Christmas ornaments that you're selling. So. Right.
1: I lucked out in that department. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you this question about like buy local, don't support the big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always we you know, it's like we know what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, the convenience wins out. And I feel like, you know, this is capitalism. We direct mm-hmm. the market mm-hmm. and we say we want our small mom and pop shops, mm-hmm. but then we go right to Home Depot because the selection's greater, mm-hmm. because Of whatever. And then the thing that the small business can say is, but we have great customer service. It's it's I'm taking this Mm -hmm. this conversation at a very elementary level because we only have a few minutes left in the Mm -hmm. show. But you know what I mean? Like so when that person thinks like that and they're driving toward the Home Depot or the big box store, if you Mm -hmm. will, how can you maybe adjust the mindset? to maybe go over here and not have that selection or or give some, you gotta, it's a little quid pro quo, right?
2: I'm not anti big box, um, Mm -hmm. because they employ um, hundreds of people, right? Or thousands of people. And also they work with manufacturing facilities. There's a lot of big box retailers that affect change around the world. Mm -hmm. They will work with manufacturing facilities and demand better working conditions and invest in those communities and are making change not only in their own local community, but around the world.
0: Give an example.
2: So, like, if you think about, like, I mean, you know, I like Home Depot. um, Mm -hmm. So, and also, you know, the founder of Home Depot is a Babson grad. So, we're very loyal to Home Depot. Wow. They make change all around the world and invest in their community um, and and demand that their suppliers, you know, work better. So, I'm not anti-Big box. You just have to think to yourself. Exactly what you just said. We can affect change with our dollars. And you have to think to yourself, like, where am I going to invest my dollars today? Do I want to invest it in my local community or do I want to invest it in the bigger box? There's nothing wrong with shopping at a big box. We should not shop at Amazon. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to, right? There is also something to be said for making your life a little bit better and, and more convenient. But you have to think, am I going to be sad if this store is gone? And if the answer is yes, then you need to support that store. the answer is no, then that store needs to do better, right, Mm -hmm. to make you want to miss them.
0: Sure, sure.
1: I have an idiot question now. Okay. If I can bring the intelligence down slightly. We're
2: supposed Uh, to say there's no stupid questions. but Just stupid
1: people that ask questions. (laughs) But this one might be. So I want to know, what's the difference? Because I always see advertising and marketing as very, very close. Mm Mm-hmm. How close are they actually? And then follow-up question, what's what's the difference between the person that goes into advertising versus the person that goes into marketing?
2: Oh, my gosh. So advertising is like a subset of marketing. So marketing, we really feel like we are do all the things to create value for the customer. Um, and that could be a business-to-business business customer. It could be a consumer. It could be a consumer-to-consumer, consumer, right? Understanding who your audience is and delivering value for them. So advertising is one way that you communicate how you're delivering value. So advertising is a paid form of communication. It's typically one way, um, not dyadic like social media or personal selling. So mm-hmm. advertising is like when you push a message onto somebody to communicate how you're going to create value for them.
1: So is advertising more like the creative type and marketing is more like the analytic type?
2: So there's lots of different components of marketing. We would put sales under marketing, retail under marketing. Um, branding is under marketing, then there's marketing analytics, which is definitely more um, analytical, Um, you know, branding, advertising, you know, if you go into the creation of the advertising that is creative but if you yeah. go into like the account management of advertising uh, yeah, yeah. that's definitely more like project management analytical
1: see guys I told you I had a dumb question no no no, no. <laughs> no, no lots of people
2: <laughs> think that advertising and marketing are synonymous mm-hmm. um, all advertising is, is marketing not all marketing is advertising
0: yeah it makes sense you. Mike I would say that I was just going to say that that was actually a pretty good question I wouldn't punch yourself down like that
2: no
1: yeah. Well, you know me.
2: Yeah, lots of, m- of people ask that. Yeah.
1: No, and I like um, I knew they're they are different, but mm. it seems like they're also close you yeah. know, cousins if not siblings.
2: Marketing's like the the parent mm. advertising is one of the kids.
0: Cool. Okay. I feel like, are you having fun? Is this cool?
2: I am. I am. I feel bad. I feel like it wasn't funny enough for you. Well, no, no. Like it's so, well, hold on. Hold on. Was so definitely was like very professorial. Well, I this like is good though, because him. we
0: need to hear it and it was entertaining. <laughs> so okay. I want, you know what? I, I, I want this podcast to be like what I want to get out of a movie. If okay. I'm not going to learn something or if I'm not going to be entertained by it, okay. I'm not going to give it my time. And I I think like
2: to be an edutainer, is what I call it. Edutainer. Yes. Well, but, hang on. <laughs> we
0: have 10 minutes. Do we want to do the. Yeah, Mike, I'm working my way into huh. it crying out like this guy oh good okay so we were talking via text like okay. you know what do you want to talk about all that yeah. thing and i we like to have fun with the guest and let's get to know you on a mm-hmm. personal level you probably have some students that might be listening like oh, dr b is do they call you dr b
2: they do call me dr b and i think sometimes they think i actually make my family and children also call me dr B. <laughs> 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 I'm like okay. i'm not that big of an asshole yeah, no no it's funny <laughs>
0: um oh One question I want, before we do
2: anything,
0: I'm just going to randomly ask moms and dads this. Do you swear at your kids ever? No. No. And you say, like, with authority.
2: Yes. No, I don't. And that is one thing I'm, like, shocked that I've had such good restraint with. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, part of it is there was one time I was, like, when Amelia, my older daughter, was really little, I was really frustrated. You know, she was a toddler. Annie was a baby. I was, like, just at my wits end. And I just, like... Drop something. And I said, Jesus. And, like, I don't really, you know, say that. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not in my, like, vernacular. And I hear Amelia go to the bathroom. And, like, she must have dropped something in the bathroom. And she goes cheese it's and it was like so cute you know cheese it's yeah. yeah she thought i said cheese it's and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god like she's hearing everything that i say so i really refrained um but they in the past year at school have learned every single curse word mm-hmm. um even annie my first grader came home last week and was what? like this little boy told me this bad word and i was like what wasn't she just like dropped an f-bomb in the back seat and i was like i had to Whoa. like pulled over she's like the sweetest cutest child like mm-hmm. and she's just like mommy and she just kept saying it and i was like please please stop saying it did
0: she look up from her harry potter book and be like this chapter is <laughs> fucking awesome
2: <laughs> yeah no like it was it was really so they really sometimes now they know them all mm-hmm. and they just like will be in the car and like you can tell they just want to say them and i think that there's that you know they're not looking directly at me yeah so they want to say i me.
1: like that you said you pulled over yeah If I was driving in the car and I just heard this story playing through the podcast, Uh, I would have swerved off the road at the idea (laughs) of her saying that. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Annie dropping an F-bomb is, is like a kind of upsetting and adorable at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
0: that's interesting. I swear at my kids. I'm trying to cut back. I feel like it's like,
2: I feel, I feel about swearing. Like I kind of do about COVID, right? Like I don't, if I I don't want my kids to be the reason somebody else swears, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. Dr. B, when you got married to your husband, Sean, um, Did you have a wedding band, singer, or DJ?
2: We had a band. You
0: had a band. Yeah. How many meetings with that band leading up to your wedding did you have?
2: One. And all it was was I was like, please don't play Mustang Sally. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. That was it. <laughs> the, re- the reason I ask is because we've got to go, because Mike has a Zoom call uh-huh. with his wedding band singer. <laughs>
1: yep. And uh, drummer. The drummer.
0: drummer. I have no- My wife and I got married on a lake with a bonfire, fireworks, and an iPod with a playlist. Yeah. So yes. I don't understand what on earth he has to talk to this person about beyond time and place. Well, and here's... Mustang Sally it starts in
1: one minute so I literally have to go you guys can keep going but I'm going to give my wrap up now you can throw it in later in the show if you want that's fine okay Okay. so (laughs) what did we learn today we learned that Amazon sucks it is 8pm I gotta go Amazon sucks you should support local (laughs) support Jim James at Park Street Books that's my recommendation also It's a Wonderful Life perfect movie go watch it Uh, Dr. Lauren beatles is smart and she's way smarter than all of us (laughs) good job Michael thanks for listening everybody have a great
2: week good luck
1: with
0: your drummer thank you Dr.
2: thank you we